Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wager, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, up here in Canada and expecting it to be some some summer weather, but it's already raining and I didn't bring, you know, the proper <laughs> jackets, hoodies, all that stuff. But other than that, um, the boys are 2-0. and We're rolling. I saw it's that. Good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know yeah. what else I saw? I saw that sack. I saw that sack and that dance after. That was in the works. I, I told I had told one of my boys before the game. I said, I make a play today. I have to hit it. Cause I've been talking since camp about doing that as a uh-huh. joke. And then the moment came, I was like, Yeah, I'm doing it today. <laughs> I, I was not expect I was watching the video. I, I was watching the video and then I'm like, okay, cool. Cause actually what I was doing is I was looking up the record because I'm like, okay, when Josh comes on, I want to know what the record is. And I'm like, okay, they're two and oh. And then the Twitter. Uh, page shows up and like it, the first tweet that showed up it said like at woodsy underscore j and i was like oh what did woodsy do and then i see i'm watching it and it's this sack and i'm like okay and then right after that i see this dance and i was like okay <laughs> so all right i I'm, I'm 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 with it i'm with it i will link that in the description for anyone who has not seen it to make sure you guys go ahead and see it so that raises the question do you have another dance ready or is that going to be the go-to dance for any other sacks this season i don't know yet that's what i've been debating on i've been debating on like <laughs> is that going to be my signature for the year mm-hmm. or like do i find another like tiktok dance to do like every time i make a play so i mean of course in the moment it, that's when like it kind of yeah. depends of like where my mind is at if i'm mm-hmm. thinking you know so i, I would for, if if that ever happened to me and and there, there definitely hasn't been any moments where I've been in the position to do any of that. Um, but I'm like, I would probably forget or I'd get nervous. I don't know. I would like blank. I'd probably be so excited that I did something that I would forget to dance or something. Um, but one thing I've always wanted to ask somebody is, do y'all practice those dances? And when do you practice them? <laughs> see, see, the thing is, like in college, you can't do that. Or like you're really like, That's true, I feel like yeah. you, could, you get flagged so easy doing mm-hmm. like anything mm-hmm. um that like you don't want to risk it so like high school college like you don't do anything but like now in the pros like our receivers practice their touchdown oh, celebration yeah. 
like the, so like the day it would be like the day three of the week the day where we do like majority red zone mm-hmm. type stuff so there's like a lot more oh gotcha has yeah. a score uh-huh. and every time like they will practice whatever they're going to do for the week and then mm-hmm. when the game comes they have options gotcha okay <laughs> so me personally i never right. practiced it like on at at practice on the mm-hmm. field if i'd done that before messing around yes, yeah but okay yeah because they look good i wasn't i'm like he had to practice that or something it looked good. It looked smooth. It, it, it didn't look like you were like trying too hard to do it. Oh no, I've been doing <laughs> I've been doing that one since camp, just messing around. Okay. <laughs> but that's a good point though, because it's like, and for me, like there's still some habits that I have from high school football. Like, just there's certain things that are still a habit that's just like ingrained in me because of that. So, what is it kind of hard to like get into the celebration stuff, or is it like I'm finally free to do it? Yeah, I feel like it's more so like you're free to, mm-hmm. in a sense, be the entertainers that we are. Yeah. Um, And like be yourself, have like, you know, not so cookie cutter, kind of have your own identity and like get people to like see, yeah, see your character more that, mm-hmm. you know, in football it's harder because we have helmets on, face masks on, like versus basketball where you get more face time. So any chance that you get to express right. yourself, I feel like on the field, you got to do it. So um it's fun and it it gets it gets not only it gets like not only does it get the crowd i feel like going but it gets my teammates going too like Mm -hmm. people were happy to see that i did it in the game and were like reduced so it was like (laughs) right because they saw they saw it kind of come together well like some people did and some people didn't know i was okay so it was like it was like 50 50 of both of like Mm -hmm. yeah like shocked and like excited at the same time and I mean, it was our home opener too. So we had, I mean, a big crowd. We had L Cool J perform. Um, oh pre-game damn, y'all got L concert. Cool J out there. Yeah, he was our he was our kickoff pre pregame concert, which okay. like made it it made it kind of tough because we warmed up and then we had to go to the locker room for like forty five minutes. Oh right, oh. and then come back out for the game. So that was kind of weird, but um, yeah, it was fire. Okay, damn, I didn't know y'all got L traveling over there. Okay. <laughs> new owner new owner putting in work i can tell if, he, if he's getting guys like that i mean y'all get to the championship i'm curious to see what he has in store for you guys next um but speaking of that while you had a special guest in l cool j there i had a special guest last week as well i got to talk with joshua kelly um i could tell he he was looking forward to, to chatting with you um and i told him he's more than welcome to come on anytime so we'll work for something sure. out to to get him for on sure um again soon but no that was fun if you guys haven't listened to that episode make sure you guys uh go back and listen to that um i would normally ask josh here for for some story on josh kelly but we'll say we'll save that for when josh uh comes back and joins us on the podcast again um and we might have someone else in the works sometime in the near future as well that we're kind of talking about um i don't know if he could do this week or not so we'll get back to you on that but one thing I've been meaning to talk to Josh about is the Big Ten schedule. That when did you did you see it? What is what were your initial thoughts? I know it's been uh, I guess like two weeks now, but not a favorable schedule. <laughs> My first reaction was worried. Um, mm-hmm. That's just how like how tough of a schedule that is for one season. The traveling, the opponents, the atmosphere, like the mileage. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, kind of worried. I was but... I I thought I had the my I I I did my homework and I did the mileage, but now I can't find it. I think I have it on my I think I have my phone. I'll look it up after. But yeah, the mileage was a big thing for me. Yeah. And like the crazy thing is, we wanted that at Hawaii game for so many years. Like, oh really? We were looking to that like, please, could we do go at Miami or at mm-hmm. Hawaii for the for the first game because that you get a few extra days if it's the first game of the year. And we wouldn't be in, we wouldn't have school, so they yeah. might even let us be there oh, or something. That's true. Exactly. So, yeah. so that was our mindset, and and they came to us, um, and now they get to go on it when they already have to do all this traveling, and then at LSU, non-conference. That's crazy. Yep. Are we just gonna go? Want to just go through? Well, we don't. We know can. The... We don't know the order, but just looking at. Okay, let's look at the. The 2000, I was trying to look up the notes here. Okay, so what I did do, okay, wait, did I do, I guess I only did. Where you tweeted 2024, yeah, where you put the non-conference, the Mm -hmm. home opponents, and the away opponents. And then the the 2025 should be right under it. Um, Should be. If not, I can find it. Um, But one thing I did do was I went back to 2019, which I believe is your last season right since he san diego state oklahoma right josh on the wait 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 were you saying it i'm saying you're i'm looking i didn't i didn't put i didn't tweet this part out i i have this on my phone the 2019 schedule which was your senior year i did the numbers for that and y'all only traveled there and back, I guess. Yeah, Cincinnati was the farthest. I mean, which is pretty far. It was I, it was the farthest by a long. It was two thousand two hundred miles, and the second most was Washington State. And in total, I don't know if I, I can't think of the math off the top of my head. If this is two like coming and going or just going, but it was five thousand miles. I guess five thousand miles each way, maybe. But. I, again, I can't. Um, I have thirteen thousand for the twenty twenty four schedule, so near, uh, nearly nearly double in miles, just from twenty nineteen schedule, which was your senior year, to um this upcoming Big Ten schedule. So yeah, what that, what was the travel grind for you guys then? No, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like nothing. Be, I feel like the biggest things or um let me think so we always usually had one far Mm non-conference other than i mean like since while i was there yeah we usually had one like far non-conference travel game or like i think that was maybe more like to have it that way yeah and it'd be non-conference so we wouldn't be in school Mm -hmm. so um it always made it easier because we didn't have to worry about class or anything and we only had one of those a year really so yeah. Um now you're gonna have like five or six of those a year. Yeah. So like freshman year, I guess like, well, we went to BYU and 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 uh we went to BYU and UNLV. So that's not really far, but those were our travel non-conference. Mm-hmm. Um the following year we were at Texas AM. The year after that, we were at Memphis. Um 
And that the might year be after like that a little far, was at right? Oklahoma. I didn't go to go to that one. And the year after that was at Cincinnati. So those were all our far trips, but those were the farthest trips we had the whole year. And it was when we didn't have school. So yeah. it wasn't that bad. But now you're going to have those far trips and non-conference and you're going to have these far trips. Mm-hmm. You don't know every other week, back to back weeks. Like- that's, that's so that's the thing that's to be determined. Uh, all we know is that they're home or away. So we'll let's go through it. So you have <clears throat> Hawaii was kind of hard because I was trying to Google Maps thing. I was trying to do it by Google Maps and you know how you can do it from driving. They'll tell you the distance. They don't have that as an option. So they were just telling me by plane how many hours it is. But I like Googled it, how many miles it would be. It's somewhere around like 200, 2,600 miles to Hawaii. Yeah, one way. Yeah, one way, 2,600 miles. And then I accounted for the 25 miles you guys travel from campus to the Rose Bowl. (laughs) So those are your home games. You're still traveling 25 miles for your home game. That that still is traveling. And then LSU is 1,900 miles. So normally that alone, those are those two long distance non-conference games you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then you have three, at least like two, you have two other games that are going to be more than your, than the Hawaii game. So we'll go through it just in order of, of what we know for sure. So we know Hawaii, we know Fresno state is a home game. We know Hawaii is an away game. We know LSU is an away game. These are the away games for 2024 and Big Ten Conference play. They're going to go to Indiana, which is a 2,000-mile trip. They're going to go to Iowa, which is an 1,800-mile trip. They're going to go to Michigan, which is a more than 2,000-mile trip. They're going to go to Rutgers. That's a more than 2,000-mile trip. And then they have home games against Minnesota, against Nebraska, against Northwestern, against Ohio State, and against USC. And regardless, the USC one wouldn't be that far, even if it was an away game. Um, so, Josh, tell me, what are the big games on that schedule that you're worried about? Let alone the travel, but just talent-wise, because you know these teams are going to be talented. Who are you concerned about? <laughs> Fresno, I'm going off the rip. Fresno State, LSU. Yeah. Of course, USC, Ohio State. Um, I don't know. Like Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska. Those can go either way. Yeah, like that. And then Iowa and Michigan. That's the thing for me. It's like, and maybe I'm just because I'm not as familiar with the Big Ten or the lower half of the Big Ten, but I'm like, there's not really a game on the schedule where I'm like, in conference play where I'm like, yeah, that's a winnable game. They're all kind of like maybes. Yeah, but see, because some okay, I did a um a radio show in in Iowa, like literally an hour ago. And the guy asked me, Oh, so are you looking forward to the Rutgers UCLA game? Like, just because you know it's who's really gonna be excited about that. But I'm just kind of like, he's like, you know, that should be uh, you know, like what are your thoughts on? I'm like, I don't even know if that's a winnable game. Because I, I don't know what Rutgers is going to look like in two years. And I don't know what USC, UCLA is going to look like in two years. <laughs> so, or the next two years, because they have, there's two games from two Big Ten teams are going to play in each of the next two years, 2024, 2025. That's Rutgers and Nebraska. So they're going to see those two teams regardless. It's like with any of these games, it sounds like a bowl game. 
Like, kind of. Yeah, it does. It sounds like really. at the end of the year, is the, these teams have the same record as us, and we have to go play them at a neutral yep. site. But these are now our like in conference games, and yeah, it's like I I don't know. It's something like I've seen Northwestern struggle. I've seen Minnesota struggle. I've seen Nebraska struggle. Indiana struggle and Rutgers struggle. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, who knows? That's what I'm saying. I just I'm like I don't even know. So okay, for the first year, are you? Is it safe to say that? Okay, no, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't do that. What I will no, ask yeah, you. Let's not be negative now. But that, that's yeah, what I'm, I was gonna say. Do we chalk up Michigan and Ohio State as automatic L's? But you never know. I think Chip's gonna have the boys prepared. It's just like I do. We do need to beef it up. Hmm. We need to be the fastest team in the conference, but we also need to be able to stop the run, which you need bigger bodies to do that. Mm -hmm. And And that's why they're probably recruiting linemen like crazy. Yeah, and one of the big things that we could do in the Pac-12 is run the ball. And Mm -hmm. you're playing a team like Iowa or Michigan. You need to to have some, you know, some beef up front to be able to do that. So, um. I would say I'm I'm worried. Like I said earlier, those are like nervous and worried because, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to like even predict those now because we haven't played this year. <laughs> yeah, and like I know. We, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't know what our recruiting class going to look like next year. And it's like we need to do well this year. Mm-hmm. But it's like looking ahead, it's like oof. Okay, like you got to prepare for the future now. I think from a recruiting standpoint, like. Well, a few. So and this actually came to me way later after the fact. That's one of those things where I'm writing the story about the schedule coming out. And then there's so many things like three days later that come to mind. And just knowing that the schedule is out for the next two years already. To me, that indicates there's probably not going to be an expansion. There's like no more teams coming in. Right, because the schedule is already like I'm I mean, were there, there was talks about Notre Dame joining. Maybe Notre Dame, but I think more realistically, like maybe even like a Washington and Oregon or something like that, potentially. I was um, like, maybe, maybe it's like a test to see how the conference is even going to work before you expand add any more. more. Yeah. Like, because adding, adding, adding Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC is like, that's not a, that's not far of a stretch. Like, yeah, yeah. They're not too far, but like UCLA versus Rutgers. I mean, you better be able to beat Rutgers. <laughs> but I'm saying like we're going coast to coast though. Like I'm talking. Oh, about, oh, travel wide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that's it, the farthest. That's like that. the Seahawks playing the Dolphins. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's just like two opposite sides of the map. Yeah, <laughs> pro teams traveling and college teams traveling is two totally different things. Where it's mm-hmm. like they don't have school, we have school. Yeah. Like so, I wonder how that's gonna affect quarter system classes. Like, you know, like so. There's a whole like like a lot of logistic things, and mm-hmm. then like think about it. Every every game is gonna be in a different time zone. Okay, so here's something that someone brought up, and I don't know if we talked about it here. Did we talk about hubs? Oh, like like neutral sites, or like where you Look, would stay, like UCLA stay somewhere. In the like, I guess like if you were to have a, 
Indiana, Iowa away games back to back. I yeah, I mean they like would they that do makes that? Sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, because, okay, think about before. So, like, say for soccer and, like, basketball, right? Mm -hmm. You have those trips where, like, you go to Oregon. You play Oregon to Oregon State. Right. I guess that's, in a way, similar. But it would be, like, whole weeks, though. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, the, like. The week, that's, like, Oregon week. You have a Washington week where you where you hitting the two schools from each of those states. Right? Yeah. And so this would be, yeah, like, two weeks of that. But it's, like. UCLA professors were already tripping on if you missed, if we had a game on Thursday and we missed a lecture and discussion on Thursday because we had a game. Right. I think they are going to trip out when they, you like you show them. <laughs> You're not going to be there for a week. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be here um, week two, three, um, five, six, seven, nine, and maybe 10 of the quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, is this going to work? Am I going to be able to take your class? And like a lot of professors, are probably going to say no, find another class. So then, like that is going to affect what classes guys on team could take. That's that affects graduation. Mm -hmm. That affects you know majors and like all that types different types of things where you could get away with it before because majority of the time you're only missing one or two classes in the in the in the fall. Just if you have a Thursday night or Friday night game, mm -hmm. you know, or you know you have to travel Friday or whatever it is. I'm like, if y'all do that, y'all got to have a stud. Like, there has to be, like, tutors or something on the trip, too, right? Like, there has to be. Because you're going to probably leave a day early. What day would you guys normally leave? Friday? Yeah, if we play Saturday, we leave, fr leave Friday. So they got to be leaving Thursday evening. I don't think so. The, just the time difference alone and the travel. I think you, I think you leave Friday morning and have a maybe a walkthrough at, at the away stadium or... Some, also, Chip might—I don't know—Chip might be one of those guys that wants to fly in late, play, and just go play the game. So you're not. So the time doesn't really affect you. Yeah. So you're not like, cause like when you're there too, like there's like a a, a window of time where like either you're there too early or too late, where the time mm -hmm. zone affects you. So like right. finding the right time of like get in, get out, you know, before your jet gotcha. lag, before you're tired and that type of thing. So I don't know. It depends what route he wants to take with it. And like I guarantee, I guarantee it's gonna be some type of <laughs> some type of science behind it. Now, of course, that's what I was just about to say. Some he type has of to science have it mapped and out. analytics behind how they're gonna travel and you know how they're yeah. gonna do certain things. So I mean, again, we're way too early. We still have this year to do and win the Pac 12 before we leave. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are definitely some things to keep an eye out for in the future. So one thing that you mentioned. And you kind of had it as something you wish you would have had was a trip to Hawaii. Just looking at the non-conference schedule, Hawaii is an away game. Fresno State is a home game. And you can't underestimate Fresno State. And then you travel to LSU. Is that Hawaii game a trap game? Uh, it's a test game. Because, I mean... That's where you get all... That's where you try to get all the flukes out. You try to see who's ready who's not if you have any position battles like that that's that type of situational game where and almost not like a preseason game but like you got to have your your stuff in order when you're playing fresno and lsu that's and what i'm saying hoping that momentum from the lsu game carries you into the to the league because um 
is it easy not to overlook them though? Because you're looking ahead to Fresno State, you're looking ahead to LSU, you're a trip, you're making a trip to Hawaii, like you're distracted. Part of me would be kind of worried. I mean, it'd be like how Bowling Green was, like, and and yeah, but know? Bowling Green was a home game against Bowling Green. I mean, it's Hawaii. You're saying, you're say, so you're just saying being in Hawaii is going to be being in up. Hawaii, not having school, like you said, already looking ahead to the LSU game in two weeks. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being distracted. I don't think Chip will allow them to go out there and think it's a vacation. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Like, it's, just, I, it's just yeah, just such a big year. Like, I don't think that he they go out there and just fold or like to get too complacent and comfortable, especially mm-hmm. not having played a game. Like, guys are gonna be yeah, they're gonna be excited just for to start it. Yeah. start the season. Like, of course, it's it's gonna be cool to be out there, but like, it, they they'll go into it knowing that like we have a lot to do this year. We like yeah, big 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 game. So, um. I hope not, but and then jumping ahead to 2025 a little bit. You don't who's open the, non- the season against Hawaii. You'll say like, who's the non-conference? Oh, you don't know? Y'all open the season against the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. No way. And then you go to UNLV and then well, you host the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, but you don't have to travel to Georgia. In the but you Rose still, Bowl, yes, but and then then you play New Mexico. So oh, you start you off be in New Mexico. No, the no New Mexico is coming to the Rose Bowl. And then, but I'm saying you said so. The only Bowl. away game is UNLV. Oh, that's that's dope though. Um, but <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs open the season though. That's not dope. This, <laughs> I mean, it is. Know, but these schedules sound like you ever play uh the the like dynasty mode on NCAA. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're trying to make your, you're trying to make the, uh, you're trying to be number, you're trying to be schedule. Number one. You're trying yeah. to make the toughness schedule like <laughs> yes. an A plus. So you like try yes. to put as many hard teams as you can on. Yes. There. Yes. That's what this sounds like where you just throwing like good teams on there and mm-hmm. like, look, it's going to, we're going to be ranked high. That, okay. Look, so that's a good point. And this is something I thought of again, kind of after the fact. Going, we're jumping back to 2024. If they win, let's say you win. Okay, if you win all your games, you're in the damn championship game. That's what kind of 100%. schedule you have. Even if you if you were undefeated and lost the Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. you would still go to the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a hard schedule, but it's also a rewarding schedule if you do what you need to do. If you work the transfer portal, you get in some dudes and get some guys that are hungry I, I just, and can compete I feel against like Ohio State and Michigan. yeah. Because those are the yeah. two teams outside of USC, Michigan and Ohio State and LSU. Are the top dogs. Are the top dogs. I think if you beat, if you win two of those games and you beat everyone else you're supposed to beat, you beat USC, you beat either a combination of LSU, Michigan, or Ohio State, you have to win two of those three games, and then you beat everyone else you're supposed to beat, you're easily a playoff team. Yes. At the very least. And my thing my thing is, well, hopefully they expand the playoffs by then too. Um they should. It should be expanded by then, I think. But mm-hmm. but my thing is with the way that these conferences are set up with, with the Big Ten and the SEC, I feel like you almost have to treat records like the MMA versus mm-hmm. boxing. I think now it's boxing where it's like the legacy of trying to be undefeated, maybe having one loss, but like, you know, 
how right. boxers try to schedule it. So, you know, you're undefeated, mm-hmm. you're Tank Davis, you're Floyd Mayweather, you're trying to be undefeated and like that. But in the UFC, you can take a loss and still become the champion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where like your record, you know, kind of it, it matters, but like yeah. it doesn't matter as much. It's I just mean, like the we saw that with they, TCU this year. They lost their conference championship game. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think they lost their conference championship game and messed around and found a way into the championship game. It should be expanded by by then because I think this is the last game, the last season that's four teams. Yeah. But so like like I'm saying, like what say you said loses to LSU and loses to Michigan, but they beat USC and Ohio State and everybody else. Like that should be weighted differently than mm-hmm. that's true. Say say a, a yeah, like a TCU or a, another conference that has no losses. Like mm-hmm. clearly, if you're looking at strength of schedule and ranking, like that UCLA team should be ranked ahead of a team that's undefeated in a boo boo conference. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. If you beat if you beat LSU in non conference play the same way they did this past year and they got ranked because of it, if you beat LSU and then like let's say your second conference game is Michigan or Ohio State and you win that game, you're gonna be a top ten team. Oh, for sure. And then it's a matter of what you do with it after that. And you can't lose a game you're supposed to win. As 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 we did. As we did. as you do against like an Arizona. Or an Arizona State. Those are the, those are the ones. Those lose. are the the biggest track games in UCLA football history. Mm-hmm. It's when after you get ranked, the games after you're ranked. That's what happened with the LSU. They beat LSU. Turned around the next week, lost to Fresno State. I think they had a, they had a week off, but then they came back and lost to Fresno State. And I'm just like, Mm-mm, you can't do that. Um, let me read off the 2025 schedule to you. Um, so 2025, like I said, they have Georgia at home. They travel to LSU or travel to UNLV. Let me start over. They travel, they host Georgia. They travel to UNLV. They host New Mexico. Then they have home games against Wisconsin, Rutgers, Purdue, Maryland. They travel to USC. They travel to Penn State. They travel to Michigan State. They play Nebraska away. They play Illinois away. So they, I think they have a good shot of making some noise in 2025 than they do in 2024, especially because if you, let's say you lose to Georgia, that's not a bad loss. Not a bad loss at all. And then it's about, you should beat New Mexico. You should beat UNLV. And then, I mean, you're hosting Wisconsin, Rutgers, Purdue, Maryland. Should win at least three of those games. And then, you know, USC, UCLA is always going to be a toss-up. And then uh, Penn State is really your only big test in 2025 outside of Georgia and USC. And it's an away game. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably do a white game. You don't think Michigan State? (laughs) Michigan State could be, but they haven't been much lately, I don't think. I think maybe they picked Wisconsin. You never know about Wisconsin. Nebraska's right. kind of falling off, but they may they got a new coach, so maybe they're they have some steam on them by year three. Um, yeah. Purdue, I, eh, maybe Maryland, maybe depends. They're kind of decent right now. Yeah, I don't know what games. I don't know what Illinois is going to look like. I mean, it's more of a winnable schedule than it is in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four is definitely the test run, and yeah, but you know why I think they did that? We coming for the neck. You know why I think they did that, though? 
because they really wanted to get teams to LA. They wanted to get like they wanted that those those games get in that market, right? You're going to the Rose, you're you have Ohio State coming to the Rose Bowl. You have Michigan. They're traveling to Michigan all in the first season. There's no way that's an accident. Those aren't accident games. That's them saying, boom, we're in LA. That's what that that's what that says to me. I don't know what USC schedule is, but I would imagine maybe they travel to Ohio State and maybe they have if they if Michigan they have an easy give me schedule, I'm gonna be a Let's look. Let's look. I didn't even look. So we can do that. We can look. Um I wanna see I wanna see Josh get upset. Sign me up. Twenty twenty four USC schedule. They also so here's the here's the thing about LSU too. They play you uh they play uh USC as well. LSU and USC also play in 2024. They actually open USC opens the 2024 se- season against LSU. Oh, they're playing that in Vegas. I forgot about that. So, okay, here's the 2024 schedule for USC. They host well, I guess they're the home team in Vegas against LSU. They host the San Jose Spartans, San Jose State Spartans. They host Notre Dame. And then they travel to Maryland, travel to Northwestern, travel to Penn State, travel to Purdue, travel to UCLA. They host Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. So they don't even have Ohio State on the schedule. But they do have LSU and Michigan. So they kind of got an easier schedule. But they will probably play um, Ohio State in 2025. Are you upset by that? I'm not surprised. I mean, wait, is that a home game? Yeah, They don't really have a tough away game. See? Oh, Penn State. Penn State is their tough away game. But they do play oh, that, LSU that's, in Vegas. That's fire, though, for them. And I know those two teams played in the Bowls Bowl a couple years ago. Um, Wait, so which bowl game would yeah, we play in? I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't think we got that far. I should write that down, though. I mean... <laughs> like, Do we still get the Rose Bowl? they make a bowl game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the Big Ten... The Big Ten and the Pac-12 team. Ooh. So that's the thing. The Rose Bowl is still a prize. It's still like the top prize outside of the national championship game. But if you win your champion, conference championship. Well, actually, none of that matters, actually, because with the expanded playoff, the Rose Bowl is a playoff game. Oh. So it's not going to be Big Ten, Pac-12 anymore. Dang. This is going to be the last been, for that That would have been an exciting game for us or... If SC made it, but if one of us to <laughs> his reaction, you guys should have seen his face when he said that. If one of us played like a Utah or Oregon or mm-hmm. Washington, that'd like be that, cool. That would be fire. That would be that would be that that was something I thought about because then you still get one of those Pac-12 matchups if they make it. So that's cool. That's a good. But I mean, oh, well, that's but not speaking on speaking on that, which I'm surprised mm-hmm. is that. They didn't find a way to keep UCLA playing Cal or Stanford. Oh, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. And that's going to end like year long, like decades long traditions. Almost, what, century? Yeah. Something like that. 
Um, I think I had that some did I write that in my story? Uh no, I didn't. But yeah, Century Long. And they actually did you know that they never played Rutgers? UCLA's never played Rutgers before. Which I guess makes sense because they're on the other yeah, side of the map. Surprised. I feel like some schools, yeah, it'd be like, why are, why are we playing them? And a lot of these other teams, they like weren't even really non-conference games. They were a lot of games they played in bowls. Um, there are some other ones. There's like, I think they've only played Iowa like once or twice. Um, I'll link the article. You guys can read it. Um, but here's something. Ohio State and UCLA have split a nine game series i know that's an odd number they have one tie but they each have four victories against each other so say what you want ucla and ohio state that series is is pretty even let's hope it is even (laughs) next year and the years Uh, after (laughs) yes let's hope that one doesn't get away um the last time ucla oh One of the one of the last time they played one of these Big Twelve teams, Big Ten teams, was the last time UCLA was in a Rose Bowl. Let me see when that was. Um, I oh, mean, we so the last time actually they did play Iowa. The Bruins' last meeting with the Hawkeyes was in 1986, which was also the last time UCLA won the Rose Bowl. That's what it was. That's your fun fact for the day, people. Hmm. I was like, the the last one we played was like 2005? No, 2015. I don't know about all that. Maybe. We we played... um, No. Y'all played in the Foster Farms Bowl against Nebraska. And lost. But lost, yes. You remember that? (laughs) Oh, I was there. I didn't play, but I was there. Oh, yeah. You were there then, huh? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, y'all lost, and then that was, that was the last one, right? Um, the last what? That wasn't in the Rose Bowl. But I'm saying the last Big Ten opponent. Oh, like the most recent? Are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Now I would say yeah. That's almost eight years ago. Yeah, the last time they played uh, Michigan was in two thousand. Was in two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, the Wolverines have won eight of the last eleven games in the head-to-head series against UCLA, but UCLA did win the last meeting twenty-three to twenty in Pasadena in tw- in two thousand. Was it, was Coach Foster there? Probably. I think so. I don't remember what years he was there, but I would imagine. Um, I, think, I don't know. Either he was there or he had just left the 99. Sounds about right. The rivalry. Oh, a lot of people are excited about. Well, they're not excited about, but a lot of people knew Nebraska was going to be on the schedule. But the, like they kind of had them as their Big Ten rival, UCLA in Nebraska, for whatever reason, because they have history. Oh, yeah. we They had that big it was like 21 point comeback. I know that was before my time, too, but I know that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um. It was after. Well, they played non-conference games in. They only played three times, I think. It was in 2012 and 2013. So a little bit before your time. Yeah. And it was a game after Nick Pasquale had passed away and then like mm-hmm. had this miraculous comeback win um, there. So like I remember that game was always 
like a big moment in yeah. Coach Mora's history as a UCLA head coach. Gotcha. And before we head out, just a quick update on the recruiting front for UCLA football. They did get two commitments this past week, one being Rob Booker, the tight end from Wisconsin, a three-star prospect listed at 6'6", 215 pounds. Again, a three-star prospect according to 24-7 Sports. And the thing with Rob Booker is I don't even think he's taken an official visit yet, but he did flip over to UCLA from Wisconsin, his home state, his home university more or less, but goes on and makes the flip to UCLA. So an interesting move there. One I didn't have on my radar, but he will be a Bruin at least at for the time being. We'll see if anything changes in the meantime. The other commit was Jensen Somerville, who makes his way from Utah, Lehigh. He's listed at 6'7", 280 pounds. He's also a three-star prospect, and he adds more offensive line depth to this 2024 recruiting class that already features a number of them. So obviously, offensive line coach Tim Drevno and head coach Chip Kelly um, going above and beyond and putting that emphasis on the offensive line and continuing to add depth to the position, or at least to the offensive line at the very least. We'll see where these guys fit once they get on campus along that offensive line. But he is building up that offensive line and getting some bodies there, getting ready for the Big Ten Conference and some guys up front to protect the quarterbacks in the room along with, for example, quarterback Dante Moore. Also, a quick NBA draft update. A couple of Bruins were drafted earlier this week. Jaime Jaquez goes to the Miami Heat. He was drafted with the 18th overall pick in the first round. Amari Bailey went to the Charlotte Hornets and was drafted number 41 overall in the second round. Jalen Clark is also drafted in the second round and is going to the Minnesota Timberwolves with the 53rd overall pick. Now, David Singleton and Tiger Campbell also signed after the draft ended. They weren't drafted, but they will have a chance to make a team and they will both be participating in the NBA Summer League later on in July. David Singleton signed with the Hawks in Atlanta. And then you have Tiger Campbell, who signed with the Orlando Magic. So both of those guys will also have an opportunity, along with Jaime Jaquez, Amari Bailey, and Jalen Clark, to make their name and start their career in the NBA. Now, with that being said, UCLA was one of two schools, along with Arkansas, to have at least three draft picks. And I believe Jaime Jaquez, if I remember correctly, was the first four-year player taken off the board, the first senior taken off the board. And again, that was at number 18 to Miami. We'll see where those guys go and what the future holds for them. But with that being said, we will head on out. Looking forward to potentially having a special guest, as I mentioned, for next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you. This is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.